So uh, today's term is the three-term contingency. And I want you to know that I set these up well in advance and that it's always so interesting because something happens and I go, well, that's why it needed to be today. Uh, so three-term contingency, this is something that you may hear when you're talking to people in the ABA field, but I think based on things that happened this morning, there's a great deal of misunderstanding having to do with how this is applied, ABA for autism. So I'm so glad that this is today's jargon. Okay, today's jargon, three-term contingency. Let's take a look at what our actual definition is. It's one of the reasons why we do this. Three-term contingency in operant conditioning refers to stimulus control, in particular, an antecedent contingency called the discriminant uh, stimulus, SD, that influences the strengthening or weakening of a behavior through such consequences as reinforcement or punishment. Okay, if you understand that, bless you, because this is to me. It's the peanuts going wop, 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 wop. What does this have to do with me and my life? This is so overcomplicated for me, it gives me a headache even now. All right, so let's move on to our working definition. This is why we do the jargon of the day to try to figure out what are we talking about. Okay, three-term contingency. Very simply, this is the ABCs of behavior. And by the way, this is all behavior. This is behavior that I engage in, behavior you engage in, behavior that everybody that you're gonna interact with today and every animal that you interact with, this is the behavior of living beings, okay? And it's very, very simple. And we just have to remember the ABCs. A stands for antecedent. Antecedent is Antecedent is what happened before, then there is a behavior, which is the B, and then the C is the consequence. And when we're talking about the three-term contingency, we're talking about everything, how it happens. Not necessarily what we want to happen, but everything that happens, okay? So in our lives, if you think about this for just today, every behavior that you do has an A, a B, and a C. And every behavior that everyone around you does has an A and a B and a C. The example that I always use because it's simple for me is that every single day there is a moment in our lives in which we turn on a light switch. It could be that it's in the morning because we're going into the bathroom and the bathroom doesn't isn't have great uh, windows and light in the morning. But there is a moment in which we get up, we're doing something, we stop what we're doing and we turn on the light switch, okay? So what is the antecedent for that? And there are hundreds of them. It could be that, you know, you're, you're going into the kitchen and you, you flick on the light switch because you already know that there is no light in the kitchen. Uh, it could be that you're sitting in the dining room and you're reading a book and it gets, you start to strain your eyes and you go, I'm going to get, and you, and it's like automatic. You get up and you turn on the light switch. Um, it could be um, that you're walking into your office and that, that is your routine. You, you know, you pop your lights on. But there was a moment before the lights were on, then you engaged in the behavior of turning the lights on, and then there is a consequence. There is always a consequence for behavior, right? Sometimes the consequence is not what we like, and sometimes it is what we like. Um, the consequence of turning the light switch on is usually, although not 100% of the time, that the lights come on, and it changes what's happening in the room. 
Sometimes it's a subtle difference. Sometimes it's a huge difference. Sometimes it's painful when the lights come on. Sometimes it makes us happy when the lights goes, go on, right? There are many different antecedents for the behavior of turning on a light switch. There are many different consequences for what happens when the lights come on, and it's very individual. So it's important for us to begin to look at all behavior in terms of that A, the B, and the C. Because what we're going to then do if we're treating autism with ABA uh, applied behavior analysis, which and this is a basic, basic building block, is that we begin to look at what is the behavior that the person is engaging in that is tr troublesome. So if the person is biting, for instance, that's not something that we want to let go, right? Um, it's not going to be helpful to the person to bite. There is absolutely a reason why they're biting. It is not random behavior. There is no such thing as random behavior. Although it looks random sometimes, they're biting for a reason. So we begin to look at it and go, well, what's the antecedent? What happens right before they bite? Because we're trying to figure out why is this behavior happening?